Hi guys, I'm Dylan. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Tech Collisions. I'm still riding high off of Microsoft's explosive event on the 6th this month. That was pretty crazy. I think Dylan would agree. Yeah, I was pretty impressed by it. Uh, I would say the biggest thing that impressed me was their little hologram show that they had going on. That thing was awesome. I will say, and you might not know this because I follow them a bit more than you do, um, I saw some websites reporting how the field of view is different on the real thing. So like what you were seeing wasn't necessarily accurate, but still pretty cool. But apparently if you're like actually looking through the lens, you only see a fraction of what's actually being shown in the demo. And that's kind of one of the troubles with demonstrating something like that. You're not actually wearing the headset, so you can't see that. That's pretty unfortunate. It's still a cool idea, though. It like, is really cool. That they're kind of sort of not really there. What do you mean? Like, hologram-wise. Oh, yeah. You no, know, it's like... still awesome. And I don't. I think, like, the developer kit's not even shipping until January. And it's like 3000 bucks. So, so it's still not quite... It's still evolving. So probably by January, it'll be even cooler next time they show it to us. So it's going to be an extremely high point, like an extremely high price point, kind of like Google Glasses. Right, app. but this isn't the consumer. This is just developers being able to develop, which I guess is kind of like, what did Google call it? The Google yeah, Explorers? They, yeah, Google Glass Explorers? Google Glass. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't really for everyone. It was like yeah. invites for developers and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what they did. Well, I was then. also pretty impressed with the uh, Surface Book, although the name <laughs> is pretty awful. I, I don't like the name, but... I mean, what else are you going to name it? It's Surface Space Book. Right, I mean, there's nothing else you can name it. Well, I guess it would have been even more of a, like a direct rip if they would have made it one word. Right, because, I mean, MacBook. Yeah. I mean, but they still kind of ripped it off. Yeah, but they did. But they did not rip off the device itself. Right. Which you do not find to be that attractive. I didn't. The hinge, while I understand why it looks the way it looks, I think it pulls away from it completely like I, I think it's just it's just ugly design I think though that it looks really unique like it's definitely eye-catching whether like I'm not gonna say I straight up think it's a gorgeous hinge but I think it's interesting and I, I don't think that it's hideous I, I think that it just look it looks kind of cool it's definitely eye-catching and I can understand like people it looks better open than it does yeah, closed yeah. for closed, sure it's it's really ugly, <laughs> uh, and but open it does it does look a lot better. And it's just I don't know I just something about like the, the from what I understand like, they I feel had like it to... should just be the same unibody thing. But while since it you know it hinges all the way back, it disconnects. I found out it doesn't flip. Oh. You have to remove it and like oh, actually so remove the tablet the and then actually turn it. Mm. So the hinge the only reason for the hinge being the way that it is is so that the weight of the device can be countered, so that the base is longer than the top, so that it doesn't topple over. Because the base holds so a physics. lot of working, moving parts. The base well. has the battery, and in the higher end versions, it has a dedicated graphics card. But the full computer is in the top, and the top the part top has a graphics card. It's just a basic Intel graphics card. The bottom has an NVIDIA chip in it if you have a higher end model. Which can go up to like one terabyte. Yeah, one terabyte storage. Like thirty two hundred dollars. Um, and up to sixteen gigs of RAM. Yeah, that's it's pretty high price point. It is high, but the the but, highest in one was sold out a couple weeks ago. Pre orders were sold out. Which I mean back now. surprise me. I think that it's gonna do incredibly successful and I'm surprised that it's taken them this long to release their own 
uh, form of laptop. I think it took them a while to be able to get the top portion to be able to be so thin. And that's probably why it probably wouldn't have been as nice two or three years ago. Right. And then it would have been like really, really scrutinized. Yeah. Especially whenever they dropped the Surface after dropping a, a shady laptop. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's because that would have just been a whole nother can of worms that would have been opened up by. But yeah, with the pre orders, the it sounds good, but I wonder if they just didn't make a lot or if they sold a lot or if it's somewhere in the middle. Because it sounds impressive to say that they sold out of pre orders. But they could have produced 10, which right. I know they probably produced more than 10. But probably not. Could have I been mean, like a thousand. Only, only like or, 10 of you guys. So. There's, there's like at least 11 of us. So, yeah. I mean, so you know. One person didn't get it. That's you, probably. I haven't bought mine. I have to go. I want to go see it first. So you're not going to just order it whenever they. Well, if I pre. -order. It's frustrating because if I pre order it now, it's five to six out. Five to six weeks out, which is too long. Well, Whereas it's going to be longer in the store, isn't it? They're gonna have them. They're gonna have a limited quantity in the stores on the twenty sixth. And since we're in Louisiana, I don't know how excited people around here are for this product, which might mean they might not send any. I mean, so I, I don't know. They might send like two, since I, this is a guess. Yeah, I highly doubt. I'm gonna risk it though. <laughs> I would pre-order, but I pre-order things. I don't want to wait five to six weeks. Well, you'd still possibly have to wait that long, if not longer, if they don't have it in store. You'd probably have to wait longer. My life is ruined. <laughs> Basically, well, yeah, because I mean, you're a Microsoft user. So. Yeah, besides the <laughs> besides the Surface Book, you saw the phones with Continuum. That was pretty cool. That, that dude was, was weird. He was so but Mr. Weird. Fedora. Yeah, everybody, um, the media was like all about him though, and I was not about him. He just he just creepy. seemed like someone's like weird uncle who's like drunk at their wedding. <laughs> And like he's like trying so hard to be cool and relevant, and he's like, "Look at me, I'm wearing a purple fedora. You can listen to me." It's like okay. He's trying to be hip and relevant, and I feel like he wasn't. Like I, I had a. The feature he showed was good. I didn't really watch. I couldn't listen to him. Oh. His voice was very obnoxious to me. Well, Continuum for the phone is basically similar to how the service can be disconnected from the keyboard and it becomes a tablet. Continuum for the phone connected to a monitor, and it's like kind of like a PC. And he showed us. It was pretty cool, and the new phones look nice. They're not Microsoft designed phones, they're leftovers from Nokia. So I'm more excited to see what happens when Microsoft actually designs the phone. Because mm -hmm. I mean, these are still made out of plastic and they don't look, they don't look as nice as a Galaxy Edge or an iPhone 6. They, they just look, look at phone. Basic. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for the next version, but Continuum was pretty neat. And the phones itself, they're powerful. They've got a nice processor, they've got three gigabytes of RAM. What's the price point on them? Do I want to say the Lumia 650 XL is like six forty nine. Um, I don't remember the price for the smaller one, smaller model. It's probably like three or four hundred bucks. So that's not terrible. That's... And um, I think they're both AT and T exclusive right now. But you mm -hmm. can bu you can buy them unlocked, but you can only buy them if you're buying it from a carrier, only from AT and T. See, that's surprising because you would think that as not to knock it for real though this time, that as little of people that use it, they wouldn't go exclusive with the carrier. You would think that they would allow it everywhere, you know? I'm reading really weird things about it, like T-Mobile is outright blocked Windows Phone or something like that. So something on the business end is going on that I'm not too sure about. Uh, and that's one of the reasons behind the carrier exclusivity. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't make sense if you got a little market share. You should probably be available everywhere. to everyone. Yeah, I would think so. Because, I mean, that's a big deal. Because it's not like, I mean, when the iPhone was just with AT&T, a lot of people went to AT&T for the iPhone, like, yeah, AT&T benefited switch. from that. Whereas, in this case, like, 
no one's gonna leave their carrier for a Windows phone. No, I mean Continuum you is know? cool, but it's it's not something that's going to appeal to everyone. So right. It's a specific feature that, right. like, you know, maybe traveling business people will like, and maybe like, I don't know. I would say third world country people who it's their only computer, but then again, they're not gonna pay six hundred bucks for a phone. So exactly, it's it's a niche feature. So I, niche, it's a niche feature. Niche niche. Whatever. But it's it's a niche feature, and uh, I don't know if it's it's a reason to switch, like you said. Yeah, I would definitely, especially. I mean, AT and T. I don't I don't, I don't know what you have, but I have. Verizon, I have AT and T. I, I had AT and T, and I was not acceptable. about it. I mean, I was. It was garbage for me, but you know, it could be where I live. I don't know. AT and T. It's 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 fine. It works most of the time. Right. Most of the time. <laughs> it just it's not as bad as T Mobile would be where I live, which uh, T Mobile is not bad in larger cities, but. Being down here in yeah. Louisiana, it's not a huge, huge sell. Speaking of expanding market share, something interesting is happening with uh, PCs in general. A lot of the different manufacturers like HP and Lenovo and Dell are joining together and working on a pretty awful ad campaign. <laughs> My PC does what? I just looked at these videos uh, right before we started this podcast, and I didn't understand any of them, like they were so stupid. They're so far fetched. Yeah, like they, I think they tried to be funny, and failed and miserably. Not. Like it's, it's like I said, it's the same type of humor. Like, dude, you're getting a deal. Like, it's a very '90s esque or early 2000s kind of stupid, silly, very old PC commercial. Like Microsoft knocked it out of the park with the Surface and their little introduction video. Yeah, and that then was ridiculous. The PC industry makes this very dated, stupid, not even slightly funny. And the, the tagline is just cheesy. Yeah. I think, like, I mean, what it does is it opens up more questions, which I think is their idea, mm -hmm. to get you to kind of dig and say, PC does what? Like, Maybe it'll appeal to, like, non-tech people, but... And kind of see what, you know, what PC actually does, but what they showed that it does isn't impressive. I mean, you got a guy in a helicopter playing music. That's not impressive. Um, you have a guy that's sitting in the middle of the ocean in like a lifeboat watching Netflix or some crap like that. Like, what does that have to do? I just feel like that type anything? of thing doesn't work anymore. Like, a lot, the commercials that people respond to now are, they go for more like of a very cool, exclusive factor. Right, like. And this is, these commercials are approachable almost to a fault. Like, it's, it's too silly. Right, like, I think that, you know, a good way what commercials are doing now is selling like the experience of having said product. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have this product, you are fancy. You know? And this, if you have this product, you can flip it around on the middle of an island. Right, and okay. you can watch Netflix and listen to music. Well, I mean, if I have a phone, I can and do phone all of these what? things. It's just, it's just <laughs> stupid, and I don't, I don't think that it's I think you can basically well. tell that it's one of those things where there's too many cooks in the kitchen. You've got all these different companies, and they've each got their marketing people. And when you've got too many people trying to do one thing, it always comes out being bad. Yeah. It's just like a recipe with too many people, so it just becomes this really watered-down, disgusting thing. Because, I mean, when you've got that many people from those many different companies that are based in so many different places... Which it, is, you would think that they would do a ridiculous ad campaign, because, I mean, they've got fat budgets. Yeah. And, I mean... You would think that it could just blow anything ever out of the water, but it's just not at all impressive. It's pretty bad. You know? And I watched, they had a stupid, like, live event that you could stream with all the different company heads together. 
and it just felt so stuffy and so stupid. Like, it's just a bunch of people in suits on a stage, and they're pretending that it's not scripted, but you can tell that it's scripted, and there's user-submitted questions, but... That were not user-submitted Yeah, questions. it just, it seemed, like, super fake and super weird, and just, it made me uncomfortable. So, it was just terrible well, all around. As is Microsoft. No. But <laughs> flipping, uh, flipping on its head, I was reading today that uh, Apple Music is kind of, sort of, not really doing its thing. It's, uh... I don't know if I'm surprised hearing that. I mean, it's... I'm surprised that it's doing what it's doing. Like, it's not by any means hurting Spotify. Spotify has upwards of 20 million paying customers, and Apple has, you know, all of, like, what, 6 million subscribers? You know, and a lot of them could very well have accidentally been billed. You know, because this is the first month that... Um, October would have been the first month people would have paid for it. And while I think that it, they're on the right track, mm -hmm. you know, um, as far as... Spotify's already wooed people like Right, you. I mean, there's no reason to change. Like, I'm a diehard Apple fan, and if I the Spotify don't want to use it at all. Then right. you wouldn't use it, then but it if it's be... just as good or better, yeah, why would you move? Right, especially, like, I think one thing, too, that's hurting them is they don't have any type of free option whatsoever. As far as, like, their free option um, is, like, the Beats 1 radio, which I'm not impressed with. I don't like it. I don't like it's radio It's a literal radio station, yeah. Right, yeah. It's a live 24-7 radio station broadcast from three different countries. That just seems like a gimmick to me. I think it's dumb. I think it's just a dumb idea. It won't last long. <laughs> um, I also, so, and you can, like, listen to, like, iTunes radio stations, kind of like you used to be able to do. But with Spotify, you can uh, shuffle specific artists or specific albums or specific playlists. You know, um, you can't play it on demand and you can't download from your phone and it is ad supported. So you have ads. But I mean, all in all, to me, that's a better option than nothing. Right. I mean, that's a better. I mean, if I want to listen to, you know, just, you know, artist versus poet or just, you know, mm -hmm. One Direction or whatever, you can listen to just them without having a crappy radio station, you know, mm -hmm. like Pandora style. <laughs> yeah, Pandora. Which, pan speaking of Pandora, I don't really know how they're still in existence, to be honest. I saw a car commercial the other day that was like, this car comes with Pandora, and I'm just like, cool. Right, that's not going to make me <laughs> buy your car, bro. If that's, if that's a feature, then I'm, I'm not then sure. I don't want your car. I'm you confident that, that there's anything else in the car. Like, <laughs> what you call Pandora, it? Um, I can connect my phone. Cars, actually, Apple's going to drop a car, so I hear, in 2019. I don't know how accurate that is. No, I think, uh, I read Tim Cook today said something like the, just like he said about television, he said that car, the car business needs to be fundamentally changed. Right. So, yeah. I mean, he's not being very discreet about that. Yeah, which is it's so silly. Like, Steve Jobs was always like, I'm not going to tell you anything about nothing. Nothing was ever leaked. It was all well, hush-hush. he was hush. better about giving hints. Like, that's a pretty big hint. Right. Steve Jobs would have, like posted a very obscure picture of something that might look like a wheel. But it probably isn't a wheel kind of thing. <laughs> and he'd be like, something is coming. Right. It was and more vague and like a lot more mysterious. And Tim Cook is just kind of like, we're yeah, going to work on a car. <laughs> I've also read that um, they've been taking a lot of employees. From like, Tesla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tesla, which is, doesn't surprise me. I kind of was thinking that Apple would maybe even buy Tesla. 
or work with I Tesla. I think Elon Musk is way too proud. Yeah, he's a... I don't know if I like him or if I dislike him, to be I, honest. I, I like him, mostly because of his space stuff, but you don't like space. Yeah, I'm so. not. I'm not so I can see why you don't space, like him. Space guy, but he... Um, Go SpaceX. I was kind of thinking that they would work together, but I don't know. And speaking of Tesla, they have... They dropped uh, a software update to their cars where they're now self-driving. Which that's so scary. Hot. It's scary. It's cool, but, but it's that's hot. so scary. I'm just, I watched a video on Mashable. Is it even like, legal what? to self-drive a car yet? I mean, I to know. allow your car, like that feature is there, but can you really use it in any states legally yet? Oh no. I feel like you probably can't. I doubt it. You I make that I bad boy parallel park for you, though. Yeah. That's what I need. <laughs> I be hitting curves left and right. It's Brand easy for car. me to curb a park, but I have a yeah, really small a, car. A it's a Fiat. So yeah, I mean, I just kind of pull right in. Mine's not. It's, it's rather difficult. Like two weeks after I got my car, I hit a little curve, parallel parking. That's the worst. At the and office. then you hear the crunching. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's all like black, and it won't wipe off, and it's it's just a hot mess, and breaks my heart. But enough of that mess. <laughs> I hear that Apple has a copycat. Apple's not copying. HTC. Yeah, they dropped. Uh, they basically dropped an iPhone six. Um, the only thing different is visually um camera placement. the camera placement and it's very faintly brushed metal instead yeah. of like like fiercely brushed metal yeah like it's actually got lines in it instead of it's not i'm not i'm not going to say that it's ugly because it's practically an iphone 6 but the camera it does placement it, is awkward it kind of looks like you know, you know how uh, sometimes the asian markets knock off iPhones and like yeah. you can buy an iPhone, but it runs Android and it's not an iPhone at all. Yeah, it looks like an Asian knockoff. Yeah, it looks it's really cheaply looking like it, it kind of is a bad isn't it? So actually, it is an Asian knockoff because HTC. HTC is an Asian company, are they? I think, yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, I mean, essentially, it is an, an Asian knockoff, and HTC they run Android, which huh? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. In all in all fairness, HTC's phones looked similar before, but um, they it, definitely took it a step further. And now it's it is basically an iPhone yeah, six. Yeah, it looks alright. Like they flattened it. They, you know, like the, the iPhone the iPhone six was vaguely reminiscent of the HTC one M eight M nine, but the HTC what's this one called? Um, HTC. The HTC. One, I think? HTC one A nine is basically an iPhone 6. So they, they just went straight for it. And um, and really, A9 is the name of the processor that's in. I guess if you want an iPhone 6, an iPhone but you 6. want Android, it's a good option. Yeah. Like, if you like the iPhone hardware, but you also like Android. But is, is it is metal? Yes. Is, is yeah, it's unibody. It's, um, it's A9 chip. That's the chip in the... That's the name of it. Right, but that's also the name of the chip in an iPhone 6, is it not? Or the success? One Isn't of them, it something eight? has a nine, a nine. Is chip. there an X in there somewhere? A nine X. Yeah, it is just an A nine. So they just ripped everything off. Well, I don't, I don't understand the name. I know the last one was the M nine. I don't know why this is the A. So they're not going in nine. order. M to A. Alphabetically. I, I don't know. All right, so we talked about Microsoft. We talked about Apple. Let's hit on Google right quick. I was reading an article yesterday about how Google is basically paying you to use their uh, Google apps. So instead of using uh, Office 365, you know, we people would be using Gmail and um, Google Hangouts and 
Google Drive and Docs and you know stuff like that instead of what they're currently using and I personally think that that's freaking awesome because here at the office we use Office 365 and I don't know anyone here that enjoys it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good idea because Office 365, since they've made it a subscription, has been making Microsoft a lot of money and Google probably wants a piece of that pie. Uh, I think Office is a couple billion dollars worth of business every year, so like wow. they're, they're really killing it with the subscription. And um, my only concern is the Google creation apps, like Slides and mm. Sheets and Docs. They're awful. Those aren't that good. They're actually terrible. Well, I haven't. And used that's them a part of a this um, this offering is those bundled apps. And see, they're they're like they're all web-based apps. Mm. I mean, so, if you have like a tablet or iPhone, I think it's a, or tablet yeah, or phone, you I think you have an actual download, app. Download, but but on the PC or on your Mac, it's just a URL. Right, which is which is silly because I mean I don't want to work in browser all the time. Well, the benefit used to be that you could collaborate in real time and like you could see the people's edits, but now Microsoft has brought that to 365, so the benefit is not Nothing. really there for that. It probably anymore. except for the fact that you know it syncs you know automatically with Google Drive. So if you're using Google Drive instead of say like Dropbox or Box.com, mm -hmm. you know everything is automatically forever. Which actually in there. Office will sync with. I uh, know Dropbox for sure. I don't know about Box, and it syncs with OneDrive. So even that's not that um, beneficial. It's beneficial if you're already on Google Drive. Right, and I mean but, we. Uh, I don't use Google Drive. I've tried it. I don't really like it all that much. It's just. It's just weird. I don't know. I guess maybe I've been using Dropbox for too long, you know, and I'm just used to that. About two years ago, I had a Chromebook and you? Google. Yeah, I, I just wanted to see what it was like. Uh, it lasted about two weeks, but um, people are gonna think I'm lying because I said that about the next up. <laughs> I really did have a Chromebook. It was a Samsung. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Dropbox. I mean, Google Drive was. It was fine. I guess, I mean, as a Chromebook, it was kind of built in to use yeah. for that. So, like, I mean, using it on my Mac, it doesn't work quite as well as Dropbox. Like, I don't know, I feel like it takes a bit longer for files to sync and stuff like that. And, I'm like, Outlook is also, not Outlook, what's it called? OneDrive? That, OneDrive. That, that's not good at all Well, either. that's one thing that I wish on that um, OneDrive used to have that was awesome was the placeholders on the computer. I could have actual access to my OneDrive folder. And, uh on my PC like within File Explorer and see everything and then just download it. But so I would still see all the folders. It. And I can't do that anymore. So that used to be a pretty big benefit of OneDrive, but now it's you actually just like Dropbox, you actually have to sync the folder and use up space on your PC, which is so stupid. I don't know why you would remove a feature, but um, I mean Google might take some business away from Microsoft that I I guess we'll just have to see. I would like to see us go with it, because I mean, I personally like Gmail a whole lot better. So you're going to start using Keynote? I mean, not Keynote, that's Apple. Uh, slides? No, no. God, that, so many different names. Keynote, I Slides, like, PowerPoint. I like Gmail. I use it a lot. I mean, I have my own Gmail. I use Hangouts. I Gmail like Hangouts. is nice. Um, I I've never used Hangouts. I'm obsessed with their calendar. Hangouts is, I mean, this is basic. I mean, it is what it is, you know? It's video calling. I have used Calendar, and I do like Calendar. I like their Calendar trumps Apple's Calendar, uh, Microsoft's Calendar, just anybody's Calendar. Like, I don't know how, but it just does. I will have to say, setting up my Calendar on Outlook has been so frustrating. I don't and know. And the worst part is I have a Microsoft account. Right. But, like, getting it, it to show... It should be show, instant. Getting it to show, like, my work 
email and work calendar and my personal and this has been such a pain. Yeah, I don't like that whole, like I can't, we were trying here at the office to have like a dedicated calendar for everybody to look at and kind of collaborate with to see when people are out of the office and stuff and Outlook just does not support that well. I don't know why like, it makes us so difficult. They might support it which i'm sure they support it i mean it's a basic calendar feature. it's just not user it's not easy to discover right i mean we're freaking like we have a lot of we're people technology here. people right i mean we should be able to figure it out and if, we, if it takes that long and to i'm microsoft calendar, people right if it takes that long to figure out a calendar i don't want to use your calendar yeah i mean i should just be able to log in and roll with it there it is and the only thing i don't like about apple's calendar is i mean it's just it's not very collaborative mm -hmm. that's why i use google it works with everything. Like, there's a lot of plugins for it and, you know, stupid stuff like that, which I enjoy. Um, but as yeah, far as Gmail payouts, is definitely one of Google's best pieces of, I guess you could call it, can you call it software? I mean, it's their best eh, product. It's a service, one of their best yeah, products. Best product or service. So I, I'm sure that the, the, the experience search. that they provide with Gmail will probably bring a lot of people in. I would go just for Gmail, honestly. Like, that's really the biggest thing that I want here at our office. Is Gmail. Is Gmail. You know, Gmail for work. Cause that's One thing I do like about Outlook so is better. that junk, uh, what is it called? Clutter. Clutter folder. I do like that. I don't use it. Like, oh. it, it, I don't, <clears throat> I send only work stuff mm -hmm. to my work mm -hmm. email because you don't want Outlook that. sucks. And I'm not about trying to organize Well, I inherited my together. email, so. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it does work for you. Yeah. Was... Get a lot of Halloween costume advertisements. <laughs> uh, so, uh, last thing I think, we, you know, it'd be cool to touch on is, you know, since we do work for a marketing agency, we're in the realm of social media all the time. So, Facebook's starting to roll out. Well, they've been rolling it out to, uh, I think it was Ireland and uh, Switzerland, I believe these Facebook reactions. So instead of doing a, a dislike button that everyone's always wanted. They don't want to be negative. They are um, doing Facebook reactions where it's essentially emojis and they have one, you know, they have thumbs up, the heart, a blushy face, angry face, sad face, surprise face. And my question and thought is how are they gonna weigh each reaction? As far as like a question. speaking in terms of their algorithm, you know. And are any of them considered negative feedback? Like is the mad when negative feedback? Is the sad when negative feedback? Is that neutral? Right. Because if you're sad, it's not necessarily mean your post was bad. It just means like it made if, you sad. if like you're I mean, if you posted that your aunt passed away and I leave a sad face, like I'm not angry that you know, I feel like, like that's that like sense? disingenuous to like a sad face emoji for someone dying. I don't right. know if that I think like their ideas there, like we definitely need to be able to, you know, convey more than just the like, because you don't want to yeah, like no, that someone passed away or but I don't like know how that someone's having a bad day. Is able to be genuinely conveyed via social media, right? Especially with with a click. Yeah. You know, like I feel like if you really want to, like, cause this the little sad face is cute. Like it's a cute crying right, face. Right. Not like a, I'm legit sad. Yeah. Kind of face. And I mean, you know, back to you know, the algorithm, you can, when does it come a point to where the angry face is a form of bullying? Mm -hmm. You know, I was reading an article saying how it could easily be conveyed. Which is probably why they didn't want to do outright dislike. Right, because that could definitely be 100%. You know what it reminds me of, though? Whenever you go on BuzzFeed, how it has, like, the OMG, yep, that's all exactly. those, that's what, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah. I feel like it would take just as amount of 
time to do one of these uh, here reactions as it would to comment. Like, because it's not just a button. Probably. Like, it, it looks, you know, from the looks of it, like you have to press a button. It's going to pull up this little... I think on your phone it's swiping. Like, you hold down and then swipe. That's what I saw in the video, I think. So, it's, I think it's only one press. So, it's a little But bit... on desktop, it's probably a couple of clicks. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think I'm about it. And, you know, as far as, you know, It's moving pages, in the right direction. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as business pages, but like, like I was saying, you know, how are they going to weigh what's yeah. seen in newsfeed based like, upon... Like, is a sad face good? Right. I mean... Is an angry face good? I mean, is feedback feedback or are each one of these things totally separate? Right. And do you know if someone's mad? Like, was your post meant to make them mad? Does that is good feedback? Or, because, you know, we have clients who I can definitely think would... You know, the post is supposed to get that type of reaction. Right. It's supposed to convey so that kind of emotion. So is that really bad feedback? Right. Or like, if the post is supposed to make them, make them sad, is a sad face bad feedback or is it good feedback? It's it's just a lot of different little yeah, nuances. Yeah, they're going to have to figure out how to properly Which I guess weigh. is why they rolled it out to such a limited market. Yeah. And I saw just yesterday, too, that they uh, have started implementing instant articles to where You don't have to leave Facebook? Is that what that is? Right, yeah, you don't have to leave Facebook. Basically, it's... Like BuzzFeed, it was a BuzzFeed article. It was basically hosted on Facebook, and it it loads instantly. Like, it was... Is that just on mobile? I've only seen it on mobile. I don't really know. So I'm not going to get that. Oh, wait. Facebook yeah, is Facebook's committed to Windows 10. Everything. I yeah. forgot. They're oh, yeah. redoing everything. Okay, I'm actually when is that, that coming, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> That's all I heard of it at the event. Two weeks later. <laughs> Something's happening. I, I mean, it's, Microsoft's trademark phrase, coming soon. It's better <laughs> than... Uh, coming in the next update. It's definitely better than what you have. Like, you don't even have an Instagram app right now. We do. It's just in beta. Oh. Well, it's been in beta for two years. Oh. So yeah. it's not anything. They haven't updated the beta in two years? They've updated it, but it was like nothing. Like, the whole not having to post square photos. Oh, so just like basic features. Yeah. I can't post videos. Do you have to use you a third? You can't post videos? No. Only from a third party app. What? Like a six tag. One of the... one Like Rudy Hun is like the Windows Phone developer and he makes all the third party apps that are better than the first party ones. So like I, it's possible for me to download an Instagram client and upload videos. But Which the, is surprising because... But we're gonna get a good Instagram. That's part of that Facebook deal. Because you can't do... Uh, you can't post to Instagram with any other third-party app, so how? I don't know how he. How did does it. Windows? He's not in trouble for it. I know that it. much. That's so surprising to me. I don't know. He'll probably start getting in trouble. But I'm once super excited about a messenger one. update. Whenever I see you guys on messenger on, on y'all's devices, it just looks so much. It's clean. Like surprisingly, I use messenger. It's not the way it looks. It's just the, the features you guys have versus what we have. Like ours is like a completely naked app, and you guys have all of the different like even something small like the making the like thumb bigger. Oh, we can't yeah. do that. Make it's, it it's just one size. Huh. Um, and we do, like, two I have on my Mac. It's a third-party open-source uh, app that basically wraps Messenger.com into its own little app for your computer. And, like, that's it's clean. Like, I thought that them splitting that was a stupid idea. You know, I'm really glad that they did that. That's one thing that will be cool is when they do make the app is it, it is supposed to be universal. So hopefully it will be on my Surface book by then. And too. see, so what? Um, the last thing with Facebook too, I was seeing how they have this this Moments app, which seems I don't know anything sweet. about that. I looked into it. Um, Is that iPhone only? <laughs> uh, probably. I don't really know. I don't, I didn't look into it too much. I mean, I downloaded it, checked it out, and then deleted it. 
But basically what it does, <laughs> what it looks like it does is it shares like the posts that you have. Like if I post a picture of you and I on Facebook and I don't tag you in it or something like that, it recognizes you and suggests that I share them with you. We them in such a creepy time. It is, yeah. It is, it is a little sketchy, but it's also kind of cool because in theory you never miss any photos that you are a part of. I guess that's cool. Does that make sense? Because well, like, someone had shared um, some moment thing with me, and I didn't have any way to open it. So that's why I'm assuming it must be like iOS or Android or what have you. Cause and I, see, you would think that it would be on, you know, Facebook, the website itself, you know. Um, and what I'm excited that they rolled out is the new notes. They gave them a very nice... Put it um, on pages. They gave them a very nice update, but yeah, on pages, like... There's we still, still get the basic bare bones notepad esque, but it's not notes. even basic because it messes up the formatting. Yeah, it's something. So I mean, it's just pure crap. Yeah, basically. So, but it's probably from like 2007. So whenever it first <laughs> yeah. launched and was never touched again. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty excited though about you know bring the back new the Facebook days of MySpace bulletins with MySpace. these new notes. Take this quiz, and then everyone takes the quiz. <laughs> Take this quiz if you dare, or else a girl will come into your house at 12 a.m. Those old texts, though, those, those and murder you like your whole family. Messages. If you don't send this to 10 people, you will die tonight. I'm like, I never believe that crap, uh, but so, so many people do. It's right? I was like, so let's let's bring that to have Facebook. To get so many, and then let's bring custom backgrounds. I'm totally kidding. Dude, I don't want to I'm be not kidding. I'll be so red. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like Facebook's sterile, basic. I like plain. The, Yeah, I mean, I think they look good for the most part. But I don't want any of those. Like, I mean, I like gifs, but I don't want it in the background, slowing down the page. You remember how long MySpace pages used to take to load because of all the animations the crap that and you stuff, and the songs, all the and blinkies stuff. and the music, and. But yeah. So this has been another mind-blowing episode of Tech Collisions. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Mark Donis. And you can follow me on Twitter at Dylan Wilkinson. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.